Well, hey there, friend. This is Sierra, your host for today's podcast episode and the founder of the Boutique Workshop. As a coach, it's my goal to help you as a boutique owner take complicated tasks and break them down into bite-sized, actionable steps that you can take and implement in your business today. And sometimes part of breaking down a complicated task is hearing how others do that very thing. And that's why I'm really excited to have you join me today for a special conversation that I have with a guest here on the podcast. So grab a notebook and a pen, your favorite cup of coffee, sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with our special guest. Well, hey, welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, and I'm so excited to have Andrea here with us today. She's a fellow coach working specifically with female entrepreneurs. I think you guys are going to love what she has to say. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, we're going to, we have four different things that we're going to talk about. All my podcasts are very short, sweet to the point. So we're going to hammer through these. I cannot wait actually to learn from you today on the podcast. So let's talk about your style of coaching and how you really help women define success. What does that mean? Like, how do you help someone define success? Well, I define success or people are the women I work with. If they're not feeling successful, I'm going to say that they haven't planned to succeed. So interesting. So if you're not succeeding, it's probably because you haven't planned to succeed. And that can mean a lot of things. That can mean um, you are not, they, well, I think where we mostly go is, well, what actions do I need to take in order to succeed? What do I really need yeah. to do, Andrea? So we do talk about that, what we need to do. But okay. what we also talk about is what we need to think. Uh, okay. Because I really believe that success is a combination of two things. One, it is having the right systems, processes, formulas, so to speak, in place and having an empowered mindset or having the thoughts that are going to drive you to feel confident enough to take the actions. And I think that is where most of the work lies because let's face it, a lot of us say, oh, I know what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm just not doing it. Or in your, like you're helping people with numbers. I know I should be looking at my numbers, but I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay. So none of this, like a lot of times I say, this isn't rocket science. Yeah. You don't need, you know, a degree from MIT to do this. Yeah. Um, but you, what you do need is to change your thinking so that you're really thinking with intention and on purpose, knowing that whatever you're thinking is going to lead to how you feel. And ultimately, all of what we do or don't do is based on a feeling that we want to have or we don't want to have. So okay. we don't a lot of times want to feel inadequate or Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, or um, like, this is hard. We don't want to feel this. So thus, we're probably not doing what we know we should be doing. And and we we then are not feeling successful. Interesting. So what's what's intriguing to me is the women that would work with you have launched their own business or are growing, you know, their career. So they had the confidence to go out and step out and do that thing. But then where does the disconnect happen? Like, how can we be confident enough to say, I'm going to open my own store or I'm going to open a, you know, an insurance agency and then not confident enough to set the plan in place or to create the goal? 
I think here's kind of twofold. So one, when they start, whatever they're doing, uh, you know, like you have to start with a purpose, right? Do something you love, okay? So they're starting to do it because they love selling uh, clothing to women, okay? Yep. Like they love that. So they start and they kind of a lot of times go out and think, hmm, I'm going to see how this goes. Let's just see how sure. it goes. Let's. And I like to say they they look at it almost as if it is a, if we're talking about entrepreneurs, as a jobby. It's like half job, half yeah. hobby. It's so not, like hedging your bet from the hedging, beginning. Right. Not, not, they don't need clear set number kind of goals. They're kind of just looking to feel successful. Okay. And okay. So now they're rolling along and yeah, they're making money. Things are going well. People are coming in. But life gets in the way or business gets in the way. And I like to say they start to feel like they're in a game of dodgeball. They can't, mm. they can't stay alive in the dodgeball game, let alone get ahead because things are happening and hitting them from all angles. And they can range from I have a sick kid <laughs> to yep. um, all of a sudden I can't get inventory or my best offer is now no longer really valid Relevant. in the marketplace, yeah. right? Yeah. So they get start get hitting, they get hit by like balls everywhere. Sometimes I think they say, bam, 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 you know, things are being shot at them and they can't just, they, they don't know how to um, manage those, what might seem like obstacles. Yeah. Right? They can't turn those obstacles into opportunities or they can't look at them as growth moments mm -hmm. or if it's, if it sometimes it's just the data in front of them and they are scared of the numbers. And so yeah. mm, not going to yep. do that. Yeah. So I think everyone starts with great intentions. Yeah. Sees some success and then starts, things start getting in the way as mm -hmm. because we're human, right? Yeah. It's part of like the human And life thing. just keeps and happening. And you can't predict. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't predict. And there's never... Here's another thing to talk about time, right? There's yeah. never a, I'm going to wait until after whatever to start focusing on X. Yes. Okay. As soon as I'm done with this X, Y, Z, then I'll deal with ABC. Mm -hmm. No, there's always, there's no, now is the time. There's not, there's no reason to really wait because yeah. something else, some other ball will come hit you flying, yeah. come flying out of the air. So yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I want to talk about, oh boy, I have three things. Okay. Time management, okay. indecision, and problem solving. So you okay. just kind of alluded to the problem solving. Let's talk about that for a minute. Can you, can someone learn to become a problem solver? Yes. Okay. So how does that happen? Like these balls are coming. What do I do? What do I do? I'm getting beat up. I'm getting bruised. I never thought this would happen. This is ugly. I don't like it. Yeah. How do I learn to say, okay, Here's the problem. What can I do to solve the problem? How do I learn that skill? So I think it's the matter of you asking yourself the right questions. Okay. So we often, especially as women, will start out saying, well, I think this is where I'm stuck or where I'm struggling or the problem is, and maybe they can't even clearly define it. So let's just say they start out their sentences like that. What we're doing, we're not asking our brain to solve anything. We're just mm -hmm. restating mm -hmm. where you're, where they're stuck or why this is difficult or what the challenge is. So if we can re, and I call that, actually, I call that 
thought destruction. Like you are not oh, helping interesting. You yeah. yourself create any useful or problem solving thoughts by, by stating, starting out like that. Yeah. So if you can learn to instead say to yourself, okay, what I know is clear or X, Y, and Z, or what is definitely true mm-hmm. is blah, blah, blah. Or why I know solving this would be useful is, okay, or maybe it would be way more fun if I could X. So then you're starting to generate solutions automatically just by asking yourself or phrasing your questions in a a more um, purposeful way. So I call that like intentional thought creation. Mm -hmm. That's creating thinking that will help move you forward and solve it versus continuing to kind of wonder <laughs> why this is all happening. Yeah. Right? It's, it's rephrasing the, the, the problem. When okay. you, and also, if you rephrase things, you're actually going to figure out what the problem really is. Yeah, that's interesting. Instead of just living in that, woe is me, this isn't yeah. fun, this isn't, why does it work for everyone else? Then we're just kind of in this muck and this mire and we can't yes. get ourselves out. Yes. I love that. Or in- so the, go. Oh, go okay. ahead. I was just going to say, so indecisiveness. So then we, we learn to reframe the question, reframe our thoughts, mm-hmm. take control of what our mind is telling us. Mm-hmm. How do we become decisive? Because I think a lot of times we can live in like, oh, I could do this or I could do that. I don't know. Yeah. What if I do that? And then it's this, but maybe I could do that. You know, yeah, how do yeah. we learn to be really decisive? We have lots of options, which yes. is great that we have options, right? Now like we have that's options because what... we've started to problem solve. Yeah. But now what do I do with these okay. options? So now I think what it comes down to is not being, and you might think this is interesting. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are in this, but not being attached to the specific outcome okay? Love it. or being attached to a specific process. And my best analogy of this is I like to use exercise because we can all relate to this. And um, if you say, okay, I need to get, I want to do 30 minutes of cardio a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in your brain right now, if I, you all listening have some picture in your head of what 30 minutes of cardio looks like a day. So to you, it might mean running outside with your headphones in the sun is shining for 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And no one's interrupting you. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you're attached to that picture of 30 minutes of cardio. Yeah. But what if you were just committed to 30 minutes of cardio and not attached to exactly how it should look? Mm. I mean, some yeah. days maybe it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes and 10 minutes because that's yeah. all that you can, that's what works. Or maybe some days it's running on the treadmill or some days it's literally like running up and down your stairs for mm-hmm. maybe not 30 minutes, but maybe 10, right? Yeah. So becoming, so making a decision, the decision is that you're committed to whatever the process, whatever it is, but you're not attached to how it actually has to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think we, if we give ourselves that freedom, then we're way more likely to make progress. Yes. Because then we don't get discouraged. Well, well, that didn't work. I didn't get my walks and I'm, I'm just, and now I haven't done it for three days in a row. This right. is dumb. So I'm not going to walk. I knew I couldn't yeah. walk. I'm not a walker. <laughs> like right. exactly. all the things I'm going to watch exactly. TV. Yeah. I'm going to watch TV. Yeah. The other thing you could think about too, and this kind of plays into time. If we're talking about time is what's your minimum baseline. Okay. So 30 minutes would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Or like, let's say like looking at your numbers every day would be amazing. Yes. Okay? <laughs> let's do that. 
All right. But is that, that was, that's the ideal, but what's yeah. the minimum baseline? The minimum baseline is 15 minutes of cardio or the minimum baseline is looking at your numbers once a week. If you can do yes. once a week, that is better than nothing at all. So right. having that threshold and being okay with it, not feeling like that's a disappointment either. That's a fail. Yeah. Knowing what your minimum baseline is and everything else is amazing. And you'll be so surprised <laughs> once you set that minimum baseline, most of the time we go above and beyond it. Yes. But we've given ourselves the permission that once a week or 10 minutes is okay too. Yeah. I love that. So I just um, completed an Ironman okay, and there's yeah. lots of different segments to the Ironman. So you have the swim, you have a transition, you have the bike, you have a transition, you have your mm -hmm. run, you have your overall size. So I set goals for each ob objective, right? Yep. So I had, here's what I want to do in the swim. Here's what my transition. So I set these goals and it's exactly what you're saying. My overall goal was I want to finish. I have yeah. 17 hours and I want to cross the finish line within a lot of time. Unless something goes drastically wrong, I should be able to do that. So that's my right. overall goal, but I'd like to do the, it actually in this amount of time. And then within that, here's what I want for the swim. I want to make sure I take my nutrition. I had all these little goals. Mm -hmm. I finished. So I, I had the overall goal completed. And then some of those other goals I made and some I didn't because things were beyond my control. It was 88 yes. degrees and humid. And I live in North Dakota and I'm not used <laughs> to that. And my body was not happy and I got sick. Right. So yep. I couldn't control that but I could control some things and I could control the attitude that I had that here's my overall goal. And then here's my mini stretch goals. Yeah. And so I love what you said about what's your baseline. My baseline was, I want to finish. I'm going to show mm -hmm. up. I'm going to do it no matter how uncomfortable it is. I'm going to finish mm -hmm. within that. Maybe I'll do this and I'll plan for this and I'll push myself for that. And what's interesting was, like you said, we made almost all of those goals because I had them broken down. And that attitude of, I'm just going to figure it out and I'm going to keep pushing through and have these all set up and not just go into it with like, well, I'm going to do an Ironman today. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, right. and I think a lot, like if we talk about businesses, a lot of it is we'll see what happens. Yes. So that's our attitude. And yeah, because then it's easy because we feel good because if we don't make anything, it's like, well, I knew I wouldn't succeed anyway. Right. It's easier. Right. Yeah, hey, it is easier. And ultimately, yeah, we do have to see what happens, right? I mean, there's yep. truth to that statement, but it is not, you're not doing yourself any favors or you're not planning for success Yes, if you don't have some sort of minimum baseline. And yeah. I've done Olympic triathlons, so I haven't done yeah, any Yeah, so you know. I yeah, know. so we have all the moving parts and you have an overarching A goal, but yep. then you have your B and your C and your D goals as well. Yeah. And you do what you can do and then file those experience as a way so that next time you can improve on all of those goals, which is Absolutely. so important. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's wrap it up with time management. Okay. Let's talk about this. So we've, we've decided we're going to be problem solvers. We know some tools that we can use with our mm -hmm. mind to start solving problems moving forward, but we still feel like I just, I'm always running out of time. I can't get it all done. I've got a million things going on. I'm never present with my kids. I'm never present with my business. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty. All the things. All the things. Yes. All if the I things. just had more time. Right. So I mean, tell me, what do we think about that? That's probably the number one statement, right? If I just had more time, there's not enough hours in the day. Well, yeah. I'm here to tell you that everybody has the same amount of time, first of all. No one I've met yet has figured out how to have more time. Yeah. In a, in a true sense. Um, I think it, it, 
it's a couple things. One is how we manage our time is a reflection of how we're managing our mind. Okay. okay. So think about that. How we manage our time is a reflection of how we manage our mind. So for managing our mind and our thinking and our expectations and all of that well, then we manage our time well. But as a business owner, I think the number one key to managing time is delegating. Mm. Delegating. And this is something that we shy away from because we, in and of itself, delegating takes time. Yes. Up front. Okay. Yes. But I like to say if, if it is something, if there's something within your personal life or your professional life, if, unless you are the absolute only one that can do it, it probably can be delegated. Mm-hmm. And knowing how to delegate, which is truly a skill, and how to communicate well with the person you are delegating to, if you know how to do that, it opens up so much time for you. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I work with my clients through five levels of delegation, and we kind of they kind of become experts at identifying what level of delegation is this at? For example, is this like I am handing it over and I don't care what it looks like. Don't even talk to me about it again. Go yep. for it. Or is it more, I want you to do exactly what I say. Here are the instructions yes. one to 10. You've got and there's everything in between. You've got to know where you stand and what level of delegation it's at. And again, going back to like feeling uncomfortable or doing hard things. This is, this is hard. This mm-hmm. is hard. And, and it may be hard in the short term, but it becomes much easier in the long term. Or, and if you don't delegate, you may see that as a short term win because like you didn't have to spend time delegating, yeah. really. but in the long run, it's a long term loss because you have lost out on time and energy too. Think about that energy You're to right. do other things, right? So Along with time, I say we have, we have three, our three most valuable resources are time, money, and brain power. Mm-hmm. And brain power is the most valuable one because you can use your brain power to help you create, in quotes, more time and more money. Yes. So use that brain power to help you create the time. And delegating, I think, is the most overlooked tool that we have. In, in order to create more time, to find yeah. the time. And oh my goodness. So good. And you think about, okay, our minds might be going right away. Like I'm a business owner, which means that I need to hire and delegate, but it brought me back to something my husband used to say to me all the time. I would get really frazzled, right? So I work from home. I have my business. I have all these things going on. We had smaller children. They're older now. So thankfully they manage their own time, which is awesome. Yes. But when they didn't, and I had the laundry and I had the things and I would get really um, anxious, right? Cause I have all these things. And he would say, why aren't you using your resources? You have kids, make them unload the dishwasher. You have children that can easily, you know, do the laundry. Who cares if it's perfect? Use your resources, use mm-hmm. your resources. Mm-hmm. So think about how you could just delegate in your simple life surrounding Absolutely. to, Absolutely. you know, the neighbor that has said so many times, could I do something for you? Take that resource and say, you know what? Actually, I'm going to be humble. Yes, you can. I need X, Y, Z. Can you do that? So ask for help. I mean, asking for help is not really a sign of being a victim. I think it's a sign of being empowered. Absolutely. You know, you've, you've recognized what your limits are or what 
you actually have the capacity. It's not that you're not capable. This is another thing. Mm-hmm. Time. It's not that you're not capable of doing whatever, but right now maybe you don't have the capacity to do it. Yeah. So ask for that help. And when it comes down to towels, which is I use when I do um, a webinar on time, a lot of times I have a picture of a woman sitting there with a laundry basket folding towels. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because there is, I hate to break it to you, there is no right or wrong way to fold towels, right? Uh, so I know. I know, I know we all like to think that, but our kids can do it. Like they, yes. can, they can fold towels. So there's a perfect example. You are not the only person in the entire world that can fold towels. I hate yes. to break it to you. Yes. But yeah. And <laughs> there's let it so go. many things in your business too that you could let go of or in your, you know, if you're working within an organization that you can let go of. And I've found surprisingly that sometimes when I let go of whatever it is, that other person has way better ideas than I ever did right. because I'm so stuck in whatever, like I say, if you're stuck in the peanut butter jar, you can't read the label. Yeah. So I'm in my own little peanut butter jar and think it should be done X, Y, and Z way. But once I release that, there's so many other better ways to do it. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. This was awesome. Thank you so much for joining. Where can people find you if they're looking for help in what we've been talking about today? Maybe you just feel like you're in this never ending funnel of tornado of like your mind. You want to work with Andrea, like what would be a good way they could connect with you? Um, A great way is to listen to my podcast. If you want to know more, my podcast is called time to level up and you can find it on all of your favorite platforms. Um, and you can also find me on social media. Instagram's a good one. Okay. If you head over to my website, there are uh, a whole section on free downloads. So there's a, there's a whole, the five levels of delegation, they are in there as a free download, as is lots of info about all the other topics. Okay. Lots of great things. And we'll put all that in the show notes. So you guys don't have to worry about spelling. You can just click and go make it super easy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. All right. Thanks everyone for hopping on and listening in make sure to head over to the boutiqueworkshop.com. Um, just to take a look at the inventory genius masterclass, or if you've been thinking about profit first, or maybe you're looking to join the boutique workshop as a member, I'd love to have you give us a try. So head on over there. You'll find everything you need and I will see you again next Tuesday. Hey, if you learned something today here on the podcast, then you have to come and check out the Boutique Workshop membership. This is my monthly group coaching program where we take all of the material that I talk about right here on the podcast, we break it down into bite-sized actionable steps and we apply it. I want to invite you to come over and check us out. Go to theboutiqueworkshop.com and check out the Boutique Workshop membership. That's theboutiqueworkshop.com and check out my membership. See you there. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop podcast. Remember that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I wanna give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? 
Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the boutique workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.